Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money, a Riverdale podcast. I am your host, Noah Carden, and joining me, as always, the Carrie White to my Chris Harginson. Hello, everyone. It's me, Carl Dartle. <laughs> nice to meet you today. My throat hurts, Noah. Still. Uh, thank you for the well wishes and understanding, everybody. Uh... It's the it's the allergies here, man. The the constant swapping between hot and cold just destroyed me. Yes. And I'm still kind of scridgety scratchity today. No, you said you were sick. I right? was I was having some some sinus headaches and stuff like that. I thought I might have had a brain tumor, but I'm feeling much better now. Jesus. Well, I'm glad you're not dead. Yes, yeah, so am I. Though sometimes so- the show makes me want to feel <laughs> dead. Yeah. Um so we had this conversation uh, this week about whether or not we should do a double episode or we should just do two separate episodes because it kind of felt cheap to like slant or or you know withhold from the the musical episode because it was going to be just like something they've never done right. before. But uh, wasn't very good. It wasn't. That great, like I, I yeah. don't want to poo-poo on like the cast performance because I think it was okay, and yeah, and you can go and it, buy it on iTunes because they apparently released a special <laughs> album that is nothing but this episode. Fuck me, of course they did. Why do you think this show did did a musical episode? No, it's so they could sell the fucking musical and get that gleam. So everybody could fucking sing, which. Apparently, everybody sings in this show. I mean, not well. <laughs> Jesus. Like, all right. So, so just, I'm going to get this one out at the head of this. Um, the camera stuff they were doing with, like, Jughead's shitty camcorder that literally no one in that school would own like these are the richest most entitled fucking kids and they have a handy cam yeah like okay sure fine whatever but like it looks awful it sounds awful it breaks my immersion it was a terrible terrible thing to try like if you're gonna do that at least commit to it and do the whole episode in that style and make it work for you yeah because then we have a lot of like what aren't we seeing implications and there's inference and etc cetera, etc cetera. and also the musical mixing was terrible like the audio quality was super muddy and bad mm. And overall, this episode felt like a high school production of a musical, and I don't say that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. I, I will just say that no. I don't have, like, quite the ear, I think, that you do. I don't have a good ear. I'm like, I'm, I can't, I don't understand music. I'm half convinced I'm fucking tone deaf, <laughs> but, like... It sounded like a duty butt, and I'm not even a good audio mixer. I'm not saying I could do it better, but I'm saying someone could. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, so we're talking about uh, chapter thirty-one, a night to remember, 
and then we'll get to chapter 32 prisoners uh, in a little bit. But so the the musical episode, uh, they did my girls wrong. They did my girl Josie wrong. Yeah. Like again, again, they have fucking given her the short straw and and treated her poorly and just melded her into whatever form she needs to be this week. She has no character development and it's it's frustrating. Like I'm glad that the actress got top billing or not top billing but like got billing essentially like in the the early mm-hmm. shit, but like I'm glad she's making more money, but from like a creative standpoint, why? She's in it as much as she was last season, and somehow she's written worse. Yeah, like, I really think that with their kind of, like, making Josie a a standalone character instead of her with the Pussycats, it's kind of, like, undermined her character. I'd be fine if it was a if it was a solo Josie adventure, if they just fucking did anything with her, like you could make a super cut of Kyle being upset that they're not doing a good job with Josie. And it would be five minutes long. If somebody out there wants to do that for us, they are more than (laughs) welcome to. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking by all means, subject yourself to more of our bad show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Um, man. So what plot do we want to tackle? Because like a Domino's hot and ready pizza, I just watched both episodes just like 20 minutes ago, and I've arrived at your doorstep not quite as good as the commercials would have you believe. Um, Okay, so Jughead's plot. He stands there with the camera. He stands there with the camera, and he, he... yeah, he looks to see who the Zodiac killer is, and it's, it's, uh, what's her name? It's the girl who gets eaten by the Demogorgon. It's Ethel. I've forgotten her character. Ethel Miggs. Muggs. There it is. Did it. Cut that part out uh, in post. Um, yeah, so, boring. It was boring, and it also detracted from the episode in the ways I mentioned previously. Jughead done. Who's next? Uh, Josie. <laughs> Josie, Okay. Uh, Josie's mad at Cheryl because Cheryl put a fucking pig heart in her locker, but we're cool now. Uh, Cheryl said in front, just called her out in public in a place that would be very difficult to like refute this little white girl's fucking you're being mean to me fucking story. And then Josie sings a song and is like, okay, I forgive you for the pig heart and the stalking and all that shit. Pretty much. All right. Next. Uh, <laughs> rapid fire. This is a 15-minute episode. Ethel. Uh, Ethel uh, gets passed up for the part of Carrie uh, Carrie White. She would have been a better yes. Carrie. Uh, she gets passed but up twice for it, and she's very mad, so she sends threatening letters to Cheryl and the production, and then uh, at the end of the plot, we realize that, hey, maybe the the person that she's pretending to be, the Black Hood, is actually back around again. Spoilers. Convenient. Um, Convenient. Uh, yeah, and Cheryl, in her plot line, like, is used to sending threatening pieces of paper to people, so she is not phased. Nope. Uh, you want to do Cheryl? <laughs> okay. 
sheriff. Fu- it the wildest thing is like gang. Because I know that we have listeners who do not watch the fucking show. Yes. And they rely on us for the recap. I wish that we were joking in how quick it is to summarize these plot lines this week. Yeah, because there's so much of... It's comical. There's so much of the episode devoted to, like, the song portions that it kind of eats up a lot of, like, potential, like, plot time. I thought that the songs... All right. So, like, I thought that the songs were going to be, like, non-diagenic songs that, like, the characters were singing that were like, oh, yeah, I could tangentially relate that to Carrie. But they were, it was just going to be like, oh, these kids are breaking out into songs about what's happening in their lives rather than these, like, really on-the-fucking-nose songs that they are singing that are diagenic it just it just felt kind of weird okay so all of the songs are songs from carrie the musical hold on t for timeout i'm sure i've asked you this before but remember i got a domino's pizza brain Uh right now um excusey so there was there's a a production a a a broadway production of carrie the musical is a notorious broadway flop that has since been trying to like brought be brought back like oh. off Broadway and all sorts of stuff, and they're doing it for this episode. Oh so all of the music in this episode is songs from Carrie the Musical. Yeah, you right. I'm looking at some info and like Jesus. It is a it notorious flop. Um Man, I kinda do want to see it because it the songs Okay. So then I do need to talk for a minute there then because the songs I was like, yeah, these are songs that are are terrible and feel like they were written for a fucking CW fictional musical. Like that's how bad I thought these songs were uh-huh. written. They're okay, this is making it actually funny for me again because this was a real thing. Yes. So, um the the, the diegesis of the music is wildly back and forth in this episode. Like, oh, for sure, is, they play jump rope with it, and it's not clean. There's an opening like musical bit in that uh, is like it's non diagenic in that it's not actually happening. The first number, yeah, the first number. But then whenever you see them on the actual stage, like performing their number that is diagenic um yeah and like the same song from the opening is also a song that they do do diagenically but like even in like a scene where they're singing in the dressing uh-huh. room i couldn't tell if it was diagenic or non-diagenic because so much of it was like fucking on the nosy about like kevin's tuxedo that he spent 40 american dollars on a rental for yeah. and like it just, it fucking was weird. I was like, oh, is Kevin in the musical now? Is he also acting? Um, so, yeah. So, and there are bits that go back and forth between diegetic and not. Like, um, Cheryl's showing off that she's Carrie White. Where she starts singing. And her singing is diegetic. But at the same time, she also magically transforms into her Carrie dress. Yep. <laughs> while she yep, is yep, singing. Yep, yep, yep. So... It's it's real it's real real confusing. Um, 
but yes, all of the music is is a hundred percent from the musical, yeah. and it makes it that much weirder. <laughs> I so so in a previous campaign that I had run, like a role playing campaign, like. We did a very stupid goof joke because we had a character. It was a tokusatsu campaign, and it was about high schoolers, like, whatever. Um, one of the characters was an actor, and, like, we were fucking joking around at the table about, like, what would be the worst musical you could do? And, like, I jokingly was like, oh, yeah, it's Jaws the musical. Like, they're singing about this shark. And then we decided that it was Jaws 3 the musical. And I think that's probably a better idea than a fucking Carrie musical. Yeah. It's a bad choice. Also, was Reggie in this episode? Because he's, like, billed in a tweet as Billy Nolan. Uh, I don't know. I don't think i've seen him in the episode if he's there he's like in the background um yeah because because what sort of drew me into it was um roberto posted a tweet with like the cast list like a, a, a diagenic cast list yeah um, i don't and like all of the character names are signed except for reggie and he's billed fourth like I don't know, it's just, something about that is weird to me, and I was like, wait, was he even in this fucking episode? And no, he wasn't. I can't find him. Um, yeah, so, I don't think, he is not listed in the cast on so, the, the episode page on Wikipedia, though yeah. Jughead is, and his character name is The Beak? The Beak? The Beak? Um, the Beak? Is that like Belch from It? I, or some I shit? don't know, I'm... All right, all right. We're back to the plot okay. now. So where were um, uh, Betty and Veronica? Archie, Betty and Ver okay, Betty and Veronica are fighting, and then they make up with a song because Archie fucking manipulates Betty like <laughs> it's true. emotionally. It's true. He fucking it's like he emotionally manipulates her to being like, remember that time that that fucking murderer, <laughs> yeah. that serial killer, was making you be mean to Veronica and she forgave you, and like, hey dog. Uh, hey, homie, uh, them, the auspices of them situations is, uh, very different. Oh, God, yeah, but, yeah. so, they make up with a non-diagenic song, I guess? No, maybe? Yeah, I, the diagenesis, diagesis is what, it, fucking dead, we've killed yes. it, it's gone. It was killed in this We're episode. Done with it. They, they made up with a song, I guess, um... And that was literally it. They're friends again. Uh -huh. After Betty did just fucking butcher her on stage. She really did. She really did. A lot of people get fucking dragged on stage it, this episode. <laughs> I like Kevin. Okay, Kevin this episode I do like. Just because he is just so <laughs> exasperated with everybody else's bullshit. Kevin. I don't want to say he's my favorite character. Or the character that I want to see more of. Because, like, they'll do a bad job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but, like, I love Kevin in the background. Uh -huh. Anytime Kevin is in the scene and he's not the focus, he's the fucking star of the show. <laughs> like, like uh, he chews the scenery, he makes the best faces, and he has the best written lines because these, off these like, writers aren't touching him and that much which <laughs> makes him stronger than everyone else by comparison yes. um like uh, again last episode where cheryl the fucking face cheryl threatens to burn down the school <gasps> and he just 
and it's like he makes this big old oh surprise face and it comes like a full five Ooh. seconds after Cheryl is done saying what she's saying like it's not like a sun surprise <laughs> so much of that I feel like is his actor just fucking goofing around God. like I feel like that belonged in the blooper role and it's so good blooper reel yeah Oh god! Um, so, Cheryl's plotline. Oh yeah, we is, were doing Cheryl, weren't we? Uh, no, it's okay. Josie's being mean to me, even though I I threatened did. her and put a pig heart in her. <laughs> did yeah, mm, pig heart. Um, so they make up. Then uh, of course, and then sh- finally we get some Cheryl. But like at this, I'm sorry, I used her her dead name. Uh, we get some Blaze. God, please, I just remember when I was optimistic for Cheryl's plotline. I know, I know. And like, it kind of, some... it kind of goes back, they kind of like acknowledge that. Too little, too late. Yeah. And it, they, they lampshaded in the laziest way possible in a conversation with Tony Topaz, who again is a character that I fucking love and I am glad is in the background. Yeah. Yeah, so. Don't touch her. So, She's my favorite. Don't touch her. Leave her and Kevin alone. So Cheryl is chased off of the production by who we find out is Ethel, but uh, and she's replaced with Midge. And her mommy like tells her she can't do it. Yeah, her mom tells her she can't. Uh, can't, can't perform. Can't do the show. Uh, and then uh, her and Tony have a conversation about how like. You know, she's not the same girl that like burned down her house and threatened her mother by cutting off her oxygen and stuff. She, um, which only now in hindsight, uh, did Tony ever? Know <laughs> oh God! Um, hey, uh, did did how? Right. Like I, I get the feeling that maybe somebody somewhere probably told Tony, like, hey, I totally like there's totally gotta be rumors about how Cheryl maybe burned down her house or something. Oh. And that is confirmation now. But no, because here's the thing, I feel like that takes away from Cheryl committing the perfect crime. <sighs> right? Cause she got away with it. And now she did just admit it to her her girlfriend, who I'm not sure if I want to give her credit or be like, bitch, what are you doing? But she does take it in stride. Um, there is apparently... Now, Tony's fucking great. I love her. There is apparently <laughs> a, a cut musical bit between Cheryl and Tony that I have not actually watched yet, but if you you can look it up. I'm going to look it uh, up. I think it's Entertainment Weekly has the video of it or something. Um, so maybe she confesses to burning down her house. Like... In that number, I really did it. Well, I I'm set watching my the scene right on now. Fire. I'm watching the scene right now. I don't know if I can do it anymore. I'm not the same girl who burned down Thorhair and cut off her oxygen. Sure you are, says Tony. Like she doesn't care. Yeah, just like it's cool. Everybody do a little arson from time. Oh to god, time. I feel like I might be yelling at the Tony's mic. dope. Oh. Yeah, I'm. I, I I found it. I'm watching the vid. Um, okay, so yeah, it it's just like. And then, and then Cheryl just threatens her moms. Like, she's like, I'll fucking destroy you. Yes. And you're a pig and you belong in a barn. Which is a good line. And she, she said it more better than I did. She does cover herself in what I assume is pig's blood. But I would like to think actually is Jason and Cliff Blossom's blood. Like, she talked I, to the creepy morgue assistant. And he just has, like, <laughs> all of their blood. 
Oh, think of the stink. You haven't thought of the stench, you bitch. <laughs> um, I, okay. So she put that bucket down, and for a minute, I was like, like Kyle's Riverdale brain took over, and I was like, oh fuck, she put a whole bunch of gasoline in a bucket. She's gonna burn this muv down. I thought, I thought the same thing. I thought she was gonna do it again. But then I was like, yeah, I was really fucking jazzed for that. But then it was like, oh, it they dro- they use a bucket like that to put the bloods on Carrie. Yeah, yeah. It's fine, but, I mean, I feel like doing it again probably would have cheapened the impact. Okay, but the candelabra shit was tight. Like, yeah. uh No, see, this is what they fucking do, Noah. They fucking did it again. I know. I'm uh, excited. So, I'm excited so for one, Cheryl genuinely. One thing, one quick thing. She does this. She covers herself in blood. She threatens her mother. She gets. She effectively gets herself emancipated and kicks out both (laughs) her mother and her long lost uncle from the house. So it's just her and the archdeacon in the house now. She does all that, and then I believe we do see her later in the crowd at the musical. And this all happens while everybody's prepping for the musical. So like, she threatened and kicked out her mother. And then took, like, the fastest shower ever to get all that blood off of her and got, like, all of her makeup and hair done and then went to the school musical. (laughs) Cheryl is a fucking master of efficiency. It's it's, it's mage hand or prestidigitation. She's learning from the archdeacon. She prestidigitated all that blood right off her body. Um, Where does the blood go when you prestidigitate? Uh, we always had a joke about a god of prestidigitation whose just realm was just constantly being bombarded with garbage that people prestidigitated did you, away. Did you see Thor Ragnarok? No, I really want to. So the planet that they end up on, it's just like a planet where all the shit in the universe kind of just ends up in. The, there's a garbage planet? Yeah, pretty much. Like there's a bunch of like interdimensional portals that garbage just falls into. Okay. So that's 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 how I see prestidigitation working, by the way. Um so that's that. Archie's plot line is he emotionally manipulates Betty and that's it. Um no he also uh emotionally manipula- manipulates his dad. Oh right. He has the plot line. Okay, so here's that plot line. His dad comes in and he's like I'm going to build the sets. And he's like, thanks, Dad. And then Hiram Lodge is like, I bought you a car, Archibald. Aren't you fucking horny for this? Don't you want to rub your dad's face in it? And he's like, not really, dude. And then Hiram Lodge shows up at a high school for all of 180 seconds to be like, I bought your son a car, Fred. And then Fred gets mad and like Hiram watches him storm off and then he leaves. And then Archie's like... Sorry, Dad. And Dad's like, I wanted to build a car with you. And then Archie's like, fuck you, Hiram. Here's your shitty Firebird back or T-Bird or whatever. And then I'm going to buy a Model T that will explode and kill me and everyone in it the moment I turn the ignition. So he he picks up like an old like hot rod jalopy that is sort of a reference to like the original Archie comics. I mentioned this to you on, on yeah. the discord i'm googling model t right now but yeah it's it's a an old timey car that is a steel death trap that no teenager should be driving in this day and age for sure like think of the safety features there are none um yeah it's made of steel which like 
instead of crumpling like modern cars do to save you, just disintegrates. Yep. Um, oh, man. Yeah, so it turns out uh, I don't know what a Model T looks like. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Yeah. Kevin, there's a... Kevin just deals with everybody's bullshit, um, and Fangs is there, and yeah. they look kind of cute together, in my opinion, because... I thought Fangs was trying to bone down on Midge. I I, I thought we were going to get a Midge, Midge chuckling moose plotline after moose ch- chuckled it chuck chuckled chuckled um um after after moose chuckweened her speaking of um, chuckled uh chuck clayton is back and he's trying to whatever. make good man you know what Th- these two episodes were basically just the let's trot out the fucking garbage character show yeah right like cuz we get him and next next episode we got nick which we got Benton. We got Ben Benison Tennyson. Um, yeah. Like, all right. I feel that a person can redeem themselves in their life. Like, unless you commit something really unforgivable, like Nicholas St. Clair, in which you yes. cannot redeem yourself. Yes. Nick is a I far worse that, person than Chuck. Without a doubt. Um I feel like you can redeem yourself. That said, there does need to be punishment, and it does need to be for an appropriate amount of time. And I, I'm not sure if six months is an appropriate amount of time. Yeah. For me to forgive this man for kind of being a gross boy, like being a, a philanderer is one thing, but like the book. And all that yeah. is turbo yuck. Yeah. So, I'm not against a Chuck redemption arc, but being in the Carrie musical isn't going to get damn points for me. Mm-hmm. Season three is probably the earliest I'd be able to forgive Chuckle. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So, I think Betty and Alice is like the only kind of plot line stuff yeah. left over. Her mom is there, which is the weirdest <laughs> okay, shit. Okay, so I feel like this might be, like, the heaviest lampshade throw on this series so far. And the fact that Alice Cooper is in the musical as Carrie's mother. And Kevin says, I find it so unprofessional when there is age-inappropriate casting. And, like, I was looking at all of, yeah. like, the cast members' ages earlier. Yeah. And, like... Who is it? And, like... Everybody is no no younger than twenty. Okay. All of the the core cast members are between twenty to twenty five, except for Josie, who's Ashley Murray, who was fifty seven. Who is thirty years old? She is the same age as Damn. me. You're thirty. I'm I'm gonna be thirty in like two weeks. I thought you were old. I thought you were like <laughs> younger than me. No, no, no. Oh, old man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, damn. I feel like, like I just feel like that is like the most lamp shady. Like, hey, yeah, all these teenagers are actually like twenty somethings. She looks great for thirty. Oh yeah, she looks like she's fucking twenty. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good for her. Um, all of these kids look relatively young, though. They do all look really young, and which is good. But good for them. Still, like 
they're in their 20s. Oh, no doubt. They're definitely not like the 15, 16 year olds they're supposed to be. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, also, dear God, I just yeah? noticed one of the like cards on uh, Veronica's mirrors for like different musicals, and it's okay. lease <laughs> instead of rent. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. What the fuck? Okay. Whatever. Anyway. Fine. Whatever. So, uh, anyway. The worst. It really is. So, um, any- Betty, um,. Betty and Mama. Betty and her mother, basically, they deal with, like, some people leaving me drama. Um, Alice is constantly worried about everybody leaving her, especially uh, Betty, now that, you know, Polly is gone, Chick has been run out of the house, Hal is gone. Um, So Betty is like, hey, Dad, why don't you come back home and try to, like, make good with Mom? And they still kind of, like, scrap and fight a little bit, but they seem to kind of, like, make up some which man fuck hell fuck hell um fuck we'll Hal. talk more about hell in a bit um yeah what of <laughs> so uh, and then so uh and and then someone dies yeah well chick shows up at the the musical for reasons just to look creepy yeah just to look creepy and then uh midge gets murdered at the musical by the actual black hood and she's pinned to the uh the uh, set wall, yeah, the the wall Is set. The word you're looking for, wall. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. Uh, got that Domino's brain. Dog. I got that Domino's brain. Oh man, I could go for a, a lava cake right now. <laughs> Yo, I want that, and I want that jalapeno garlic bread. I don't even like Domino's, but it's all I want now <laughs> because I make this joke every other Saturday. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's so, pretty much it for the episode. Um, I thought she was fine. I, I wasn't she sure was if live. she was actually gonna be dead or not. But there's a hey gang, Midge died. Midge, Midge is dead. Midge fucking beefed it after what? after being in the show for a total of four minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Midge is dead. I think the uh, I think Roberto has a, a bit of a hard-on for killing Midge, because she's also, like, one of the first people to die in uh, Afterlife with Archie. In a pretty fucking ghoulish way. Yeah, her and her and Moose both, like, turn into zombies. Yeah. And then fall into because, a pool. Because they were fucking, and then they fall into a pool. Yeah, like, Midge does not get off easy in this stuff. Also, I've wanted more Midge because I'm... I don't much care for Moose's actor. There's something about him that bores me. Yeah, he's kind of mediocre, kind of oafish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why? that's the musical. That's it. Um, and so smash cut, <laughs> chapter thirty-two, <laughs> prisoners. Chap smash cut to a bunch of cheerleaders in their funeral cheer guard. I have to talk about this, all right? I noticed We have to talk about this for 40 minutes. Okay, so I saw this image on Twitter before the episode came out and it's it's the River Vixens in their their cheerleading uniforms with cloaks on and they have like black cheer uniforms with like dark blue like uh, like lining and stitching and stuff like that. And what the fuck is up with this? School? Why do they have mourning uniforms? Like, is this like a home away thing? Like, what's up with this? 
I have literally no idea. Like, they had to fucking pay a company or someone to make these ghoulish, like, red and black, like, costumes, cheerleading attires, and cloaks... Because so many fucking kids die in this town. Also, it's not even their school colors. No, no, it's not. Um, and like, what the, like okay, so Lucy Bauger had a tweet about this, and just like, she agrees with us that the best part of this week's Riverdale is the revelation that the River Vixens have funeral-themed cheerleading uniforms. And like, yeah, dog, I agree. Lucy or Lacey? I I called her Lucy. It's Lacey. I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, God. And, okay. What the fuck? And, like, this has to happen a couple days after Midge is murdered because, like, it takes at least like a couple least days two. for, like, yeah. a funeral to get, like, set up and everything. And how long have they had them? Yeah. Have they had them since We haven't the start? seen them at other <laughs> kid funerals. Ha- have they had them since, like, Jason's death? Is, is that it a military it? uniform? Like, you have to wear it to formal events? <laughs> oh, God. I have so many fucking questions. Also, some people are wearing some very inappropriate gloves. Like, Jughead has, like, his fingerless <laughs> motorcycle gloves on. And, and sh- hey, hey, y'all. And Cheryl, it- Cheryl's wearing, like, driving gloves. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, God. If you own fingerless gloves... And you don't use them to, like, hunt? Get rid of them. You don't need them. Yeah. Like, they, they serve no purpose. And I want to tell you, they don't look cool. Like, it look like you look like a dweebus. Um, I, fingerless gloves, man. Like, they're the, they're the fedora for your hands. I, um, okay... When I was younger, back when Pokemon yes. first came out, oh my god! I went as as Ash Ketchum for Halloween. Cosplay is a different matter. Cosplay is totally different. And I may have worn like that outfit or parts of that outfit like out into regular puppet public. Oh no! Not Noah. <laughs> I was young. All right, I was young and stupid. Noah. Noah, I'm ready to disconnect the Discord call. <laughs> It's okay. We all did, we all had stupid fashion choices when we were younger, myself included. I had like this really dumb fucking hat that I have never even been able to find the correct word for what it looked like. So don't even worry about it. It looked fucking dumb. Um. All right. Um, so. So. So the River Vixens do a thing, and then Cheryl makes what I would say a very context inappropriate speech about finding and killing the responsible party. Yes, she threatens the sheriff. She talks about <laughs> like uh, being the raging furies of ancient Greece to find the man who did this. Like In front of her mom. Yes. Like, the mom who just had her kid get dead. Like, Cheryl, don't. Also, it's can I just say this? It is so nice to have Cheryl back. 
Like this is a really have, good Cheryl. Have, I think classic season one Cheryl with like inappropriate timing and like fury. Oh, it's it's we have classic Cheryl. We have Cheryl. Oh, I Coca Cola is just Coca Cola. Never mind. The joke didn't pan out. Pack it up, everybody. Take it out and post. All right. All right. We'll just close this. All right. Just fucking delete the whole timeline. All right. Let's start it over. Um, this is Maple Syrup. Okay. <laughs> Who? So do we want to just finish Cheryl's plotline? Because that was it. She, like, she does everything she can to try and fuck with the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. She keeps fucking with the sheriff. And, like, she might have thrown a brick at the sheriff's car, it's kind of hard to tell when that scene comes around. And spray painted killer on it. Oh yeah, that's right. I keep missing that because I'm colorblind. Um, I keep forgetting that you're colorblind. Everybody does. Trust me, you're not the only person. There have been numerous I'm, times where I've been hanging out with people, and I'll say like some very egregiously wrong color about something we're watching, and they'll just look at me like I am insane. Uh, Did I ever tell you my my yellow orange thing? I don't think so. So, <clears throat> I fuck up yellow and orange constantly. Okay. Um, like, I will always flip them up. I see them correctly. But when I was in kindergarten, um, the, the kindergarten teacher was, like, doing, like, color stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it might have been preschool. I, the thing is, I was a child and I was in school. Um, <clears throat> and she was holding up, like, the color signs. And she must have gotten them mixed up or something and she wasn't really looking at them. And she pulled out I have to, like, stop and think about the correct color. Yellow, like the color of, of a lemon. <laughs> and she points at it and she goes, orange, orange. And, like, we have to repeat it and we have to say it. And then she goes to orange, the color of, of the fruit. And she goes, yellow, yellow. And so, like, that has been so ingrained in me <laughs> that I will fuck up yellow and orange at almost Every possible opportunity. You have been irrevocably damaged by this one teacher. Very much so. Very much so. Um, but, like, it's not an actual colorblindness, but I get a lot of guff for that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, to be fair, so, orange juice is yellow, so. What? No, it's not. <laughs> it, it's like orange is yellow. Don't do this to me. <laughs> We're going to have some real problems when we have to pick out orange and yellow things if we ever somehow end up in a situation like that. <laughs> I need you to go get me some oranges. <laughs> okay. Pass me the... Okay. Okay. Um, so. Uh, uh, that's really bad Archie's for plot line. Cheryl. That's it. That's it for Cheryl. Yeah. She, like, gets ringed in with the lodges who want to oust the sheriff. Yes. Whatever. Like... Arch Archie, do we want to do? Let's do. We want to just get the Archie thing out of the fucking way, or do we want to end on that? Because I have a lot of choice words. Um, real quick, let's do the sheriff. Because thank God, the sheriff is just—he's trying to do his job, and then he gets told by the deputy mayor that uh, he—he's going to be kicked off, kicked out of his job, and yeah, somebody else might be brought in, and then he says that you know if. Fred Andrews becomes the mayor. He might be able to keep his job, but if the Lodges win, then he's totally going to be out. And this brought something to mind that, okay, there is, like, a serial killer in the town of Riverdale. Yeah. Even if it's copycat, there is a serial murderer. 
Why is the FBI not here? <laughs> Why have they not shown up yet? Oh, because there was an FBI. Oh, wait. He wasn't an FBI agent. Oh, wait. He was a ghost. <laughs> yes, he was a figment of Archie's imagination. Yeah. Um, how how has the FBI not stepped in? I, I don't know. I, uh, I will attest that because of the mists that enshroud yes. the Tri-Town area of Riverdale, um, the FBI doesn't exist because it's an extra planner area. It's a domain of dread, and the FBI can't reach Ravenloft. Okay. Uh, that, I mean, That's that makes it. sense. I have to rationalize this way, or else... I'll. I don't know how I could watch the television show. Uh, okay. So <laughs> he puts up his murder board again, and he's like, "They want me to step down, boy." That's not even his voice. No. Um, they want me to step down, my sweet son, who I love very much. My sweet, he's still sweet the best dad son. in the show, right? He's still the best dad in the show. He did cheat on his like active duty wife. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I still think he's the best dad in the show. I think, Although Fred Andrews has been doing a pretty good job. I think Fred is eking him out by just a little bit. That was not the case in season one, but it is the case now, I think. Yes. Because that affair was kind of yucky, but he's still, like, leaps and bounds above the next dad, which is maybe Hiram Lodge. Like, Hal is worse than Hiram. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, especially... With what happens in this... Anyway, um, we'll get to that. <laughs> no, shit, if anything, that might put him above Hiram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would get my vote. Okay, so uh, let's talk about Archie and Veronica and vis-a-vis Nick Sinclair. Because uh, that's... No, let's do, let's do Betty first. Okay. Right? Like... I think because I think Betty's whole plot the, is more important to the overall season. I agree, but like, okay, fine. Well, I I wanted to end on anger, but fine, we can end on I guess mild interest. Okay. So, um, I was texting Noah on the Discord uh, while we were prepping for this, and I am pulling it up right now. Um. And I did say that when I saw Nick St. Clair in the preview, that if he wasn't fucking dead by the end of this episode, I was I was done after this season. Mm-hmm. And um, I swear to God, the next fucking time I see him, I'm I might just be fucking done. Like I cannot fucking stand his plot lines. Yeah, no, they're they, they're real bad. They're real gross. They suck any enjoyment I have out of it. Like, Nick St. Clair's plots read like the most vile, villainous, like, netto-rare fucking doujinshis you can imagine. Yeah. And I, they fucking disgust me. Yeah. They're they're real, real gross. Um, so, uh, Archie is kidnapped by Nick St. Clair, who holds him for ransom to the lodges, namely most... Importantly, Veronica for one million dollars, um, and the lodgers are like, "We can't do that. Archie's not blood." Uh, but we'll talk. We'll talk to the Saint Clairs, air quotes, uh, which they do not do. 
and Veronica takes it upon herself to try and free Archie, who is strapped to a chair in a warehouse somewhere. Um, Dad makes the right call. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and have that controversial opinion. Because if they do give in to the St. Clairs, they're they going to be weak and someone's going to hurt Veronica. Yes. Dad made the right call. He made a and very fucking tough call, but he made the right one, in my opinion. He does. Um, and I feel that... Uh, I mean, Nick St. Clair pretty much says it himself. Like, Even if he does get the money, he's still going to kill Archie to, to make his bones, as he says... Uh, and become a member of, like, a full-fledged member of his family's crime business. Um, yeah. There's not even fun jokes to make, like... Yeah. Um, so, uh, Veronica offers, basically, herself she, as payment. No, no, no. No, no, no. She's, she takes money from her parents. This is true. And she gives it to Nick, and he's like, that's not all of it. Yeah. But you could pay the rest. I'm sure we could work something out. And then, like, she's like, fuck. All right. Fine. Which is like, I'm not exaggerating when I say this is the plot to an NTR. Riverdale writers, I got your fucking number. I know what your fucking sad panda search history looks like. (laughs) You're on fucking blast. (laughs) Oh, God. Fucking watch it. Um, and so, and so, yeah, like Veronica makes a good play and literally in another twist and turn from a, from several fucking NTRs, like fucking like Nick puts a fucking laptop. I'm sorry. I'm cursing so much this ep y'all. It's, it's, I have, I I have some hot emotions about this. But, like, he puts a laptop in front of Archie and is like, I'm going to make sex. Like, forced, non-consensual sex, even though, like, I see it as consensual because, ooh, like, it's, it's, it's coercion. Yeah. That's not fucking, it's, it's rape if it happens. Yeah. Um, and you're going to watch. And I'm like, that, I think... I think that when he was in the diner with Veronica was when I sent the all tomato to you. Yeah. Where I was like, I'm fucking done with this. Yeah, I know it's ultimatum, guys. Don't. Just <laughs> I was don't. About, I was going to ask. I fucking know it's ultimatum. It's an all tomato. Okay? Like, saying shit dumb is my, is my bit here. Give me this. I'm in an NTR plot line. Give me this. Um, and so, yeah, he's like, you're going to watch. Um... And then just just take us home. Oh, no. sorry, I zoned out for a no, second. Okay. Take, All right, take us so, home. um, so in a callback from like the start of the season, I think, um, Veronica grabs her her locket with the pictures of her and Archie in it, and she goes to the hotel, and she she drugs Nick St. Clair. Um, she does roofie him, which I, I did know that she was going to do yeah, because like the writers aren't going to actually fucking do that, yeah. but Hey, don't just don't do the plot line. Yeah. Um, so she roofies Nick Sinclair and meanwhile, Archie, um, 
breaks the chair he is in because he is a maple syrup golem boy and he he's so hard boiled and he he smashes one of nick's friends over the head with a blank of wood probably killing him uh and then escapes and then he runs and he does this <laughs> weird thing with his hands when he runs i noticed yeah he he ha- he looks like a poorly rigged 3d model in like a stealth game that was made by like a drunk person yeah it's like unity assets um (laughs) uh he runs from wherever he's at i just assume he knows where he is um to the hotel and discovers after breaking down the door which somebody's gonna pay for that that uh veronica has drugged nick st Clair, and i kind of i kind of expected him to just like stomp nick's brains i i thought they were gonna kill him yeah but, like, you can't have Archie commit a murder. I also do want to say, what a shitty hotel door it that really is framed is. with wood and can be broken into. No wonder the Black Hood can get anywhere. Apparently. He can just do whatever he wants. It's because everything is fucking zoned incorrectly and is built shoddily. It's like a 70-year hotel that was probably lined with asbestos, you know. Uh, yeah, it was bad. So then they, they ransom Nick St. Clair to his own parents and <laughs> get a million dollars. Yeah, they do ransom Nick St. Clair, which, like, in-universe, there would have to be repercussions if you fucking executed Nick St. Clair. Yes. Like, I get that. But if the St. Clairs had no idea what Nick was doing, you could have just killed all three of them. Yeah. You could have just done it, and then there would have been no in-universe repercussions because we set up that the St. Clairs had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it other than uh, Archie wants to make his bones with the the lodges by killing the Black Hood. I mean, I guess. It's something. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. uh, Because, yeah, the Black Hood is back. For real? Yes. This time? I mean, no one's fucking surprised, right? Like, the the, the fucking janitor didn't cut his finger off. Yeah. It was cut off. And we've all seen Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we know what happens to the guy from Lost. We've seen the movie. Lost. He got coerced into being the Black Hood, or else the Black Hood would have like murdered him or someone he loves or something. Are you talking about Carrie Elvis? Is that his name? Yeah, and that's the guy. That's uh, Wesley from The Princess Bride. No, 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 no. Um, the guy from Lost who is like the little weaselly guy. He's one of the others. He's like Jacob. Why? Why not me, Jacob? Whatever. Whatever. Fucking. He's the guy in Saw who isn't Jigsaw, but makes those two dudes in that bathroom cut their feet off. Okay. Um, that's that's the Saw movie, by the way, everybody. I'm sorry if you haven't seen Saw. You're not missing much. Um, so then we'll end with Bet- Patricia. Uh, yes. Um, Elizabeth. Right. So. I don't think so. <laughs> Elizabeth Patricia. Mm, okay, I'll settle. Okay. 
so yeah, Betty and Jughead um, decide to. I think they decide that they decide to go find out who Chick really is. So they go to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and using the info that they gained at some point that Cheryl was being uh, forced into a a illegal conversion therapy. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. they threatened the Sisters of Quiet Mercy to get uh, Chick's file. Who it turns out that Chick is not uh, Betty's brother. Uh, He's just some guy. He is some guy uh, that is posing, or well, is kind of posing as her brother um, by like a lie of omission. Kind of, uh, they find yeah. they find a picture of Charles Smith, who is the real brother, and they take it back to uh, they take it back to Alice. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm zoning out. I keep zoning out for whatever. It's okay. Uh, they take it back it's to okay. Alice, and they 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 show like, hey, Chick is it who he says he is, and they like corner him, and he like grabs a knife, and Jughead. Uh, tries to like stop him and then Betty just bashes him over the head with a rolling pin which is rough she does clobber and time him but he did really get a just a good gush of blood from somebody yeah from Alice uh, and then they tie him up in the basement uh, to a chair I mentioned this to, <laughs> to Kyle <laughs> earlier but there's a lot of people tied to chairs in this episode yeah, way more than I thought there would be. Yes. We're above quota, y'all. Um, so they basically threaten Chick to explain what happened to the real Charles Smith. Um, and he says that he's dead, that um, Alice turned him away, uh, thinking he was like some sort of solicitor or something like that. And he OD'd on Jingle Jangle, which I wasn't... That's not- our first confirmed death. I... I- I wasn't not even aware not that then. you could OD on Jingle Jangle. Me neither. It turns out uh, you can't because he didn't OD on Jingle Jangle. No, he was apparently violently murdered by Chick. Because um, did did kill him? Yes. Apparently, the real the real brother was a good boy who helped that very nice woman with her groceries. Yes. Apparently, Charles was an okay dude. Who ended up in the seedy hotel in Centerville with um, with Chick because Betty and Jughead go to investigate, and they uh, yeah they learned from a neighbor that he was a good kid, but apparently there was a a, a murder of passion that uh, he was apparently killed, and the stuff was disposed of covered in blood, like the blankets and pillows and shit. Uh, so they bring Hal into the fucking sitch, and they catch him up on everything that happened, which it just dawned on me, like, how the Black Hood suddenly know all, knew all this stuff. And if this is a fake out, genuinely, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. Like, um, I would be like, oh, whatever. It's fucking anyone then. So, so uh, the Black Hood calls Betty again with the lollipop ringtone, which, Betty, come on, change that fucking ringtone but, um, already bum. uh and she he actually mentions the dead shady man before um alice and betty confess to him about it 
Oh, okay, good. Then at least I have my chronology yes. screwed up, and I don't have to be frustrated if, if it yes. turns out not to be him. Okay, good. Uh, and then uh, Alice goes to FP and confesses the whole thing about um, uh, Charles being their son. Uh, and FP is very confused and uh, goes with Alice to like figure out what to do with Chick. Uh, they yeah. when they get back, FP is like, "What the hell are you doing, Jughead?" As Jughead is just beating the shit out of Chick in the basement, uh, just butchering. Him. Yeah, there he's beating up real, real good, and FP is like, "Yo, dog, we you can't do this. We gotta let them take care of their own, and we'll we'll figure it out. Like we'll help them when they need us, kind of thing." Uh, Betty is then coerced into giving up Chick to the Black Hood um, because of what he has done. Uh, so <laughs> she she steals the Grunder bus, which they still have. Which it is so important to me that this gun keeps coming back. <laughs> yes. We see her putting it into her purse. Um, uh like as uh, she's coming downstairs while Alice and Hal talk about what has happened. Um, she sneaks downstairs. She pulls out the gun and <laughs> Chick asks her where the gun came from. And she says she stole it from a, a school teacher. A school, a school molesto. Yes. Which I just like the fact that it is in fact, uh, Miss Grundy's Grundy. like revolver that they have just kept illegally. They, they did confirm that they do just Betty does just have an illegal firearm, which like just based on how wild they write Betty, it's consistent in its inconsistency. Yes. I'm fine with it. Yes, I just like the fact that Betty has an illegal revolver with her at all times. So choice. Uh, so uh, she undoes Chick and marches him out to a snowy graveyard which, much like our world, it's still snowing in, like, April or whatever. Um, and she, she, you know, asks him what, what actually happens and what's, what, what happened to Charles and everything, and he's like, you know, I didn't mean to hurt him, we got into a fight and an argument and stuff. And then, yeah. uh, the Black Hood shows up and yeah, and Betty's like, never thought I'd be glad to see him. Yeah, he like actively, he's just standing on the edge of the graveyard, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna give you a head start. You got like a seventy percent chance. Seventy. Up <laughs> uh, oh, sixty. Yep. Uh oh, it's it's fifty now. Yep. You're done. Yeah. So Chick runs. Um, I do like the fact that Cheryl's like, yo, not Cheryl. Ooh. Uh, Patricia. Betty. Is like, hey, right, he's totally right. not here for me, dog. He does not care. He's only here he for you. He does not give a shit about me. So, uh, Chick books it once the Black Hood starts coming for him. And she's just and like, bye, the Chick. Black Hood, the Black Hood looks at Betty and then barrels after Chick. Chick's fine, Which, by the way, everybody. Chick's gonna live. Uh, I do like fucking... The Black Hood running is, like, the most awkward kind of, like, waddle run I think I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to slip on this snow. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of like like this bow-legged run thing. Um, he's never going to catch Chick with that form. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I feel like... Um, 
And then, uh... It's good. When she goes home and she's like, mom's like, where were you, Patricia? And she's like, oh, I took Chick to a bus stop and I put him on the bus and then he left. Hey, where's dad? And she's like, oh, he he went out to look for you. And she's like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, the black kid is probably Hal. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm, if, I'm, if anything, it strengthens Hal's character. Yeah, it actually kind of you know makes me like him more a little bit. It's wild. It's wild saying that about a fucking serial killer in this show. Where I'm like, yeah, he's not the worst dad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he is a serial murderer, murderer, her, 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 who has murder, her, killed um, at least one child. <laughs> At least. Midge? I don't think anybody else. Oh, yeah. For, for sure, big time, at least just murdered Midge. And and Miss Grundy. She deserved it. Pedophile. Uh, she can go. I'm fine with it. Uh, Tried to kill Fred. Tried to tried to shoot two children in their car. Yeah, almost almost killed Moose, which... Watch out, Moose. Um, who else? Who else did they try to murk? Uh, Archie? He tried to kill know. Archie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. He hasn't really done much, huh? No, he's just kind of been around. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for the episode. Uh, Hal's probably the... The Black Hood. Uh, can, I'm fine with it. Can, How many episodes until it's over? So, we have, uh, three more episodes... Uh, Shadow wow. of a Doubt on May 2nd, The Killing of a Sacred Deer on May 9th, and then Brave New World on May 16th. I think uh, Brave New World will probably get the answer to who the new mayor of Riverdale is going to be, and that's going to be like the big thing for the next season is how to deal okay. with that. Okay. It's probably going to be the Lodges, if I'm going to guess. but uh, Probably. Unless something which... big happens. Which, like, fart sound effect. Yep. I don't care. Okay. Just get rid of Hiram. Fuck me. Like, Riverdale tried too hard to do too much. Yeah, I really think that the the 23-episode season was probably not the best choice. I mean, yeah, but just, like, even the plot lines they're doing are fucking boring. Like, Hiram is super cookie-cutter. Hermione lost any interesting depth and just became actually a monster. Mm -hmm. Fucking Fred is he's a one-note, which is boring in its own way. Archie's fucking boring because he's associated with boring Fred... Not Fred. Hiram. Bo boring Hiram. Um... Whatever. Like, it's fine. It's... <sighs> All I wanted was Blaze Blossom. That's the name of my autobiography. <laughs> Put that on your tombstone, along with some pepperoni. Bury me with it. Uh, I hope... I mean, there's three episodes left. Hopefully, they do something interesting with, like, Cheryl or Josie. No, Stop touching Josie, actually. Just leave her the fuck alone. Don't touch Tony or Kevin either. Yeah, actually, just finish up the boring stuff with Archie and Betty and Veronica. Mm -hmm. Betty's, Betty's stuff's actually moderately interesting now because the Black Hood's back. Yeah. Like, that was one of the more engaging 
parts of her storyline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, beyond that, let's just finish this Hiram Lodge shit. Because if, if Hiram Lodge is the main antagonist of season three, I don't know if I could do a full season of that. Genuinely, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It. Ugh. Season well, one was so stupid good. Yeah, we'll just have to see how this season closes out. I think it's been, yeah, it's been kind of all over the place and not in a good way. No, no, it hasn't. And like, listeners can tell. I feel like, like, the episodes where we enjoy ourselves are very different than the episodes where we don't enjoy ourselves, just like in how we talk about that episode. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting tired of repeating the same shit. Like, I just want to see a Wendigo eat Nick St. Clair. (laughs) That's fucking all I want. God, I really hate that, that the whole Sabrina thing kind of killed the supernatural element. Yeah. Cause we were getting like some real good, like creepy, like possibly supernatural shit happening. And then, the Jason imagery was so potent. Like, the Jason imagery, like, earlier this season with, like, the Candyman and, like, driving our boys with an H.P. Lovecraft crate to, uh, fucking Greendale. It was, it was so interesting. To meet, like, some creepy Russian mobsters and then, like, Archie seeing, like, a zombie deer. Mm-hmm. Like, there mm-hmm. was some really good, like, kind of creepy supernatural shit going on and then it just kind of... Yeah, cut, print, fart. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Well, I, I hate like crapping on this. I show, hate talking but... about it like this, right? Yeah. Like, because I really did love the show, and like, it's not fun audio to listen to, and like, whatever happens, maple syrup, blood money. I would like to keep doing something with you. Yeah, yeah. I, if, I if... hope, I hope the season ends really well. And that the authors just come directly into my house and shut me up with some, like, shit that they've been building that I just haven't seen. Yeah, like, I really hope the season ends strong. Um, I think we'll get Sabrina. We'll get Sabrina in October. And I don't know when they're they're starting shooting season three, like, now, I believe. Okay. So, hopefully... Uh, we'll see how Sabrina season one turns out, I guess. And yeah, Sabrina. No matter what happens to Riverdale, I'm definitely gonna watch the first season of Sabrina. Uh-huh. Um, so there will at least be that mm-hmm. we can we can jump to. Like no matter what, I feel like if if I'm not interested in doing Riverdale season three, which I would apologize to you in advance for, but like, yeah, I don't want to do. I, you know, mm-hmm. like, no, I, I totally understand, and I definitely hope our, our listeners understand that. Like, yeah, welcome, welcome behind the curtain, listeners. Like, we don't want to make these fucking decisions without you because, like, I could imagine if you are exacerbated hearing us be yeah. exacerbated. We, we, we I don't get it. We don't want to release something that isn't, like, at least moderately fun to listen to and fun to do and 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 fun to do and i think those two things kind of go hand in hand and i yeah exactly um so, so we'll at least do sabrina is is that a 12 uh i believe it is please say it, it's 12 it's 10 that's even fucking better cuz it's they're doing two back to back seasons they're filming back to back seasons and it's oh, 20 man. episodes so it's going to be 10 episodes per season i believe that's kind that of like the two 
the two seasons might be really good then because like yeah they'll both have distinct plot lines and they'll be headed by the same staff yeah and i i think um that's kind of netflix's mo is doing 10 episode seasons because a bunch of their stuff is usually around like nine to ten episodes long yeah um yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely at least do that. And we've got some stuff uh, kind of planned out for... Uh, in the interim. Yeah, in the interim for some of the stuff during the summer. We've got some... Um, some... There's no more breaks before the end of the season, right? No. Good, 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 good. good. Uh, yeah. So, um, once after May... Probably May 18th, which is my birthday. Uh, Hardy Burn Day. Yeah. Uh, we'll have some stuff. I know we've got sort of a, a special thing planned for the beginning of June. So look yes. forward to that. Um, It'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, so uh, where can they find us and you there, Kyle? Hi. Hi. <coughs> I'm Kyle Cardi. Um, thank you to those of you who supported the Savage Tokusatsu Kickstarter. It successfully funded, like, way above what i thought it would fund yeah like it, it's buck wild so for those of you who tweeted about it or did anything about it thank you so much um if you want to check me out on my patreon uh patreon.com slash kyle cardi uh this month i was doing some sci-fi horror stuff uh from a very terrible card game that i made a while ago but the setting was tight um oh hey real quick um what? kind of related to savage tokusatsu apparently yeah. KJ Apple was nearly the red you know what for the recent movie. For real? He was almost the red. We can say it now. Like, I'm fine with it <laughs> okay. now. Fucking at me, Savan. Um, Don't do that. Only- Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm influenced by a hell of a lot more than the Power Rangers. Um, but yeah, that would have been that would have been a good cast, but like I really it's funny, I really liked the Power Rangers movie. Uh, I haven't actually seen it yet, so... It's very different, but, like, it's very westernized, but also at the same time, it still has some classical roots. I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm -hmm. I'd watch a second one. I I mean, I would never watch it in theaters, because I don't go to the movie theater. But, um, yeah, I had fun with it. I would check it out, dude. Cool. Yeah. um, So, back to you. Twitter, uh, at Best Pal Brigade, uh, Facebook.com slash BPB Games. Um, Noah, what about you, dog? Uh, so, as always, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Common Otaku. That's K A M E N O T A K U. Uh, you can also find me on uh, occasionally on my other podcasts. Uh, there's the Role Playing Exchange, which is a role- tabletop role playing game, actual play, and discussion podcast. Um, I'm not on there a whole hell of a lot anymore just because of, like, scheduling and stuff. But they're my boys, and I love them all to death, so go check them out. Um, You can also find me on uh, the Technical Difficulties Gaming Podcast. Um, They're some very good friends of ours, um, and they do tabletop gaming as well. So check them both out. Um, Yeah. That's pretty much it for me personally. Um, for us personally, for you us can personally, check us out at Twitter at Maple and Blood, mm-hmm. uh, Maple at Maple at gmail.com. Uh huh. Um, 
Facebook.com slash Maple and Blood. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Uh, there's our website, so you can find us at mapleandblood.podbean.com, mapleandblood.wordpress.com, and mapleandblood, or tumblr.com slash mapleandblood. I believe that's how Tumblr URLs work. Uh, yeah. yeah, so those should take you to our, our websites. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, the best way to do it is via Twitter or email. Um, we get all sorts of lovely tweets and stuff from, uh, from you guys, and it's always, always helpful. Um, uh, especially, you know, Roger, thank you very much. You're always keeping us up to date with all sorts of cool, neat little factoids. Um, For sure. Yeah. Uh, you should also go check out some of our friends. Um, our, our good friend Review Cultist, who did our incredibly awesome uh, logo. It's so good. It's so good. We really, really appreciate it. And, you know, if we end up doing something else, we'll definitely have to have him make a new logo for something. Uh <laughs> So you can check out his podcast that's Al Dente Rigamortis. They talk all about like internet creepypasta and uh, me and Kyle have been on there to talk about uh, cryptids and all sorts of like monsters and stuff like that. Doing the, the monster stocks like sub podcast kind of thingy. It's podcast within a podcast. Yeah, podcast within a podcast. Um it's the munch squad of creepypasta. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can also check out our good friends. Um, there's Anime Daydreams who do like sort of an anime creation improv kind of show. Uh, it's it, like, I don't want to sell it short, but like it's Cool Games Inc. for anime. And it's very good. Yes. Like, I really wish we fucking thought of that idea. <laughs> we, we did think of that, and then we learned but, that it was already a thing, and we were very upset. Oh, such a bummer. <laughs> um, so the, you can check them out. You can check out our good friends at uh, Kame House Party, who do a, uh, very much like us, they watch and review uh, every episode of Dragon Ball, starting from the very beginning. Um, they do episode- My favorite Dragon Ball is... The little bald man. <laughs> the goblin junior. My favorite my favorite Dragon Ball is Garlic Jr. I know it is. I know it is. Um, so you can check them out. Uh, who else do we know? You can check out the Mix Six. We've had them on before. Um, they talk about beer and all sorts of weird pop culture and philosophical topics and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, uh, next month, they're having a uh, Kickstarter go live for their duck card board game, sort of. Yes. Uh, Party Foul. It, I've played it. It's very good. I'm sure we've talked about it before. It's going to be great. Yes. So keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. Keep an eye on out. They, they got art from Casey Green, the legendary. Uh, and hey, you know what? I'm going to put this one out person. there. Hey, listeners, um, if you got something that, like, you want a shout out for and like just hit us up with it I, and let's we'll take a look at it and see if we can shout it out like you know we'll approve it but Here, like yeah let's let's do this i'm gonna steal this from our friends at comedy house party because they've been doing this you go onto itunes or whatever uh service you use and you leave us a five-star rating whatever you put in there within reason we will read on air word for word so you want to put As in like your grocery within list within reason? Yes, within reason. We don't want any like racist diatribes, but God, you want don't. to put in your your fan fiction? We'll read it. You want to put in your your friggin' grocery list? Go ahead. We will read it on the air. Yep. Um, yep. 
or at least an excerpt of it because yeah. some fan fiction is very long. It really is. I think there's a I think there's a word limit on like the iTunes review. But, uh, we'll find out. Um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you want to give us a review, it'd be much appreciated. And yeah, um, we can do like that fun little, little way to do shout outs. Because like if you have a cool project that you're doing, mm-hmm. let us know. Oh yeah, because definitely. We love we love repping repping small creators who you know might want someone to step to the plate for them. So if you listen to us, let us know. Let us rep your shit um, for free. For free. Um, that's it. I believe That's that is it. it. So, for Maple Syrup Blood Money, I have been your failed Broadway production of Carrie host, Noah Garden. And I have been your... I was gonna I was gonna be like John K. Pita, but that's not gonna cut it. I have been your other host, Kyle Carvey. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.